This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Watford are on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. And I'm Peter. And joining us for the opposition view is Cozzy from Anti Takes That Chance Huddersfield Town podcast. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, guys. It just feels back in the TARDIS. Huddersfield have got a new manager and we're playing Watford for his first game. So it's it's like deja vu. I think we're the northern version of Watford, just having a new manager every three months. Yeah, you've started some off here, guys. It's all your fault. There are those people who follow trends and there are those that set them. (laughs) Absolutely. Don't worry. Our owner's been busy basically kicking out technical directors left, right and centre. So it it looks much better than it really is. But there we go. (laughs) There we are. Anyway, sir. You're absolutely right. Last time we spoke to you, you had not long had Darren Moore in. He'd not been very well received at Leeds United at that game where lots of people walked out after half time. But of course, another change has been made. Mr. Moore has left the building. Tell us, how has the season been? Yeah, it's just strange. It's like Groundhog Day, really. If you look at the table, I think we're two points off the bottom three. But the only thing is now is there are there's nine clubs. I think you can say, obviously, you guys beat Rotherham. They're that bad. Last week, you had a win, didn't you, against Rotherham? That's how bad they are, mate. You can beat them. So I think we can write them off. But <laughs> anyone, I think it's any any two from nine, really, after that. So the, I suppose we have a positive out on. There's more clubs involved in the, the, the fight to stay in this brilliant division that we all love. But as regards progress of the club, probably yeah, not what we'd like to see, really, as well. But I think the thing that's been missing, really, is just excitement, really. Obviously, I mentioned that Leeds game and it's a bit different now obviously we're playing them again next week but it's obviously you're more than likely going to get beat there but you've got to have a go Darren Moore team is just incapable of uh, taking the game to the opposition which was a huge turn off for the supporters three wins in 23 games if you include a, obviously a winnable game and a, mm. at Manchester City in the FA Cup we'll give him that but <laughs> yeah it's yeah never 
just from that, obviously, when I were on with you four guys, he never won the fans over whatsoever. I think the hardest thing really is his persona was dull as well. So all, all you need is like football, low block football, kind of catching teams on the break, just sitting in, in for points. I think we've drawn more than anyone in the football league. Could be wrong, but obviously turn the draws into wins, blah, blah, blah. But that tells you his mindset really as well. On the other hand, to be fair to him, we had squad decimated with injuries and under strength squad as well from the August window, which we rectified in January, but he only got a couple of games with some of these signings and then he was off. But yeah, it was one of those moments, I mean, obviously you've had loads of managers as well, but it's just like when you're thinking he's never going to win the fans over, It's even if he won five games in a row, I don't think he had. People just made their minds up and I think that once that's done, it's done. One thing, he cleared out in a bit, little bit of public really because his owner came over in January and he does a lot of video diaries on the, I'll call it X now, don't we? Yeah, some of that stuff was informative, but it was the game after Blackburn when he was, it was the kind of do or die really was mentioning that the next game at QPR was we've got to win this and we, we can't be passing the ball back and this was his owner kind of chatting with some kind of random guy in America on a Zoom call which were available for everyone to see on Twitter I thought it were a bit naughty to be honest with you and that's because Dalamon's a decent guy when all said and done but mm-hmm. the Queen's Park Rangers game probably some Dalamon more up really we, we took the lead late on and then honestly we should have seen the game at QPR were poor and the 96 minute they got an equaliser and said the owner had gone on the, the ex the Twitter or Zoom call whatever said that if you don't win that, he's done, and and he was done. But most of it's each to their own, isn't it? How you run your club, but not a big. It's the first time we've had any foreign ownership. Obviously, you've been blessed, shall I say, with yeah, yeah for a while. It's used the word blessed. Yes. Yeah, yes. second some getting used to because communication's key, isn't it? And I think the problem is when you've got an owner that's in America. Now he's not going to be as visible. Where as we were so lucky, his last owner was a local man. Plenty of Q and A's. Always went to the games, etc. Yeah. So we've gone from having that to how does he keep in touch? And we're getting these Twitter uh, videos and things like that as well which from the outside looking in I think a lot of people might think God I want want to kind of be at the moment a bit of a basket case is the owner but I think he's enthusiastic Mate Mate, uh, we would love Twitter videos from our owners we hear from them (laughs) 11 years years. and and even then it's only when we bang on the door and go hello we haven't heard from you can you talk to us so yeah Basically, yeah, basically we, we turned up and said, look, there's 250 milk bottles outside your front door. We're trying to make sure you're still here. And then we got to talk to him. So, yeah, the idea of Twitter, this is a good idea. I think we might suggest this. That, that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Surfing pictures or on holiday or like going down a water flue with Gino Pozzo. That's the kind of video content people are after, isn't <laughs> That's it? That's what we want. That's what I definitely think that'd be the way. Also, you said something which obviously pricked up everybody's ears. You said signing people in the January transfer window, which a number of Watford fans will be hearing this and looking around puzzled at their kitchen walls and going what what is that what is that of course you did sign a certain mr reese healy from our gaff he got injured early on but what were the first impressions of of, of mr healy from your side oh i got another injured player he's out for six weeks as well as a muscle injury always when you've not played much football like he's done and that as well it's like waiting to happen so there we go again it was hard to judge really he only played a couple of games uh, he looks like a guy i may use i know it sounds a bit Stupid to say this because he's a striker and that's his job, as Roy Keane would say. But he doesn't offer you much apart from if he's in the six-yard box, he'll good chance to score. I like what I saw with him, to be fair. But the also as well, we had no, we've gone from no strikers to having two strikers, and obviously the, the other guy that we we got a guy called Radulovic. He's not really broken yet. He's he's been a sub, but I think the idea was to pair them together and and a kind of a different way of playing. But we've never really seen that. But I like the look at him as well, but just honestly, this is the problem when you're signing guys in January who's not played much for opposition as well. Once they, once that, once he went down that game, I thought this is going to be a, one of those ones where you're just thinking this is going to be a long term out. It was interesting, obviously, when we got him because a lot of people was looking at his time. Was it in 
not nonce with what was his team Toulouse was it yeah that was it when he had that yeah that was big season it was seems a strange signing because obviously the question was like if he's that good why is he not in your team and then obviously we were hearing that your guy is not fit the way he plays and, and things like that as well but yeah unfortunately he's yeah uh, we'll, we'll the, the see him back in April or something it, I think the, now. the jury was probably still out on Reese Healy because he'd scored two goals coming in and don't get me wrong none of them were going to be challenging the goal of the month competition anytime soon I saw that one of them but yeah. he was yeah one of one of them at, at Watford was was a ridiculous equaliser and we all I think it was against Southampton if I remember rightly and it, it was, was like yeah. uh, their, their keeper had played really well all game and then basically fell over the top of the thing and we all just went um, and enjoyed Russell Martin looking perplexed and rubbing his beard but the other one he got was against Burn Away we're 1-0 down with six minutes to go and basically the stars aligned Halley's it flew past. Ryovic scored one. And you talk about a player who doesn't do anything outside the six-yard box. Uh, Miletta, meet Huddersfield Town. Huddersfield Town, Miletta. That's what he does. <laughs> and then Healy went and got on the end of it. So he was really well liked because for the minutes that he played, his goals and assists were doing really well. Before he got let go, it was almost like he got thrown into the games almost so that Valerian Ishmael could go, see, and that's why I don't want him sort of thing. It, it, it felt like the kind of, all right, I'll play him. Now, what do you think? Because he played two games and a lot of people went, yeah, we can see why he's not starting him now. But your point entirely about a player coming back from that long-term injury and then playing in dribs and drabs and fits and starts mm. hasn't done him any favours. I think we, we see him doing, or we saw him doing a lot more than than we currently get from our, our, our current striker who does score goals, undoubtedly. But we saw him as quite a willing trier and somebody who knew where to be at the right time. I hope he does come good because I don't think many Watford fans have got anything bad to say about him. I think we no. just wondered why he wasn't basically, to paraphrase he, Justin, being given a chance. Indeed. And he's also got a lethal throw on him as well. I don't oh, know if you've seen that yet, but he's got a hell of no. a throw. Yeah. It seems to have a lot of love from Watford fans. You obviously players get signed and what have you. There were a lot, there were no one wishing in any ill. And yeah. No, I, I, we, it just didn't, like Peter just said there, it got to the point where I was trying to get a chance, going to give Reese a chance because he just didn't get a chance. We just never saw him. And fleetingly, when we did, I always thought he looked all right. There, there he is, gone to you, and he's got injured. And that is just sod's law, mate. That's the sort of thing yeah. that happens to us normally. What? Um, what is going on with your, your season? Honestly, you, Watford, if Watford well, in the Netflix, it's incredible. What is it? I don't know if it's a cup game in count. There's one winning eight, obviously, last week against Rotherham. Look, I, I thought you were all of a sudden just coming up on the rails and maybe to have a go for the six, and then it's just all gone. Well, well we were I, um, go on, go on, I read somewhere the other day, I read somebody the other day that we've won 11, drawn 11, and lost yeah, 10. lost 11, yeah. So that just, you never know what's going to turn up. You never uh, know what you're going to see. And it's just a bloody, it's like a raffle. <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen. In terms of top six finish, I think we've all written that off mentally. I don't think any of us are geared up or prepared for that or even suspect that's going to happen. If you did a straw poll today outside the ground, I imagine most people would say we'd gladly take a mid-table finish and call it a decent season. As to how it's gone wrong, that's probably more Peter's. Yeah. In these parts, you speak to a lot of Sheffield United and Leeds fans and the number of Leeds fans I'm saying, I'm loving this season, I'm enjoying the football, but I don't want to go up. Yeah. And I know a few Sheffield United fans are absolutely just hating the season. Can't wait for it to, can't wait to come back in the championship. And I think there just seems, I don't, obviously you, you, you're as big a club as there's ever been, but it's like, you see some of these people like on, on match of the day and what have you, just thinking the Premier League is where everyone wants to be, the be all and end all. And honestly speak to your normal fan who's like level-headed and stuff and they just don't want to be there what you're just making up the numbers and you could say hang on a minute making the numbers at the championship but it's just it just is 
it's a bit soul destroying, isn't it? If this is modern football, it's like what well, you know. I, Leeds I, I would <laughs> refute any allegations of being level-headed, but I certainly don't really want to go back up. I think a couple of nah. a, a few seasons in this division does everybody good, personally, because you do turn up to the games and you do not know if you're going to win, lose, or draw. Because chances are. It's a roll of the dice for us. Yeah. More of that later, obviously. Look at, but look at Burnley, though. Absolutely smashed the division last year. Vincent Company with his flash baseball hats and well, nearly 100 points with it or something like that as well. They're absolutely limp. No impact at all. And people are saying about Leicester, they'll, it's honestly, it's just, it's a bit sad, really. I know football is like this in European divisions and stuff, but you go up and you struggle mostly, but it is just looting. I don't want to mention probably them on this. Nah, you, it. We don't care. Just said. <laughs> we don't, we it's don't just, care. It's all going to no, end up with them losing by what, the end. What is the, what is the dream? It's like you guys there, you, if you got in a place and somehow managed to get up, you like with a squad you've got, you'd be thinking, God, next year will be horrendous. Oh, yes, Palace man. fans, again, I know no what's guy there. They're just they're sick of being 13 for whatever, but then I'm thinking, I remember Charlton fans saying that about Kirby's lead. Obviously, back yeah, in the yeah, day, the noise so. and stuff. Just a bit of a rant there about modern football, but it is if that's happiness, what shipping out of fans are seeing every week, losing with five at home and that as well. Then yeah, keep me in this right division when anything could happen. Eleven, eleven, eleven is yeah. I think your record is. I, I think there is nothing bad to be said about the championship for it being a bit crazy, a bit bonkers, and and I, I don't know about you. But on a Saturday when we're playing and somebody goes, how are somebody else getting on? I don't know. I don't care. I'm just yeah, in this I'm moment. Asked, yeah. I'm in this game. And <laughs> even, even if there will oh, be times man. when we will play the likes of Leeds, they did us 3-0 at their place as well. And they're probably mm. the most impressive team in terms of actual kind of performance against us that I've seen in this division. Other than that, no, not really. Not really. Yeah, Leicester did us uh, twice, but it, they, they were, it was close or no cigar. It's we, bad though, Pete, isn't it? Because, sorry, no, putting in, but it, you should want to do the best you, as a football club or a fan, but it's it's just depressing just seeing some of these chipping out of down already. When that was that second season we were in there, we were finished, you were finished early doors. It's just, you're just counting the months away, aren't you? That football's meant to escape from the working week and you enjoy, you, sadly, you just cannot enjoy getting beat. This is what people in the Premier League don't get the commentators. It's all coming out now, but they do my head is all look at this, blah blah blah. The average fan are watching these other teams. They don't give a toss about it, mate. They're not bothered. They want to just see their team compete, and it's just soul destroying. But for some reason, the TV people think it. Everyone's really happy to be in that division, and it's just to yeah. speak to the people who are in it, just struggling and yeah, but that every time you get the terrestrial channels, BBC and ITV, one of them is going to lose the FA Cup, and good fucking risens, as far as I'm concerned, because every time <laughs> ITV have had a chance to to go with, or BBC, we're going to play the FA Cup game. What do they do? We're going to show yeah, you I'm Manchester not. United versus yeah. Crystal Palace. Oh, whoopee fucking do! That's really the heart and soul of the of the FA Cup and the the underdog spirit. No. They don't do that. They have missed that opportunity to do that every single time. And so they've gone with this mindset of all that really matters is the top six, and that's what we'll focus on all the time, the lot of them. And they're missing so much. The pyramid is still large, and it goes down an awful long way, and they're just concerned with the tip of it, as are the people who are at the tip of it. Those of us who, because you've done it, we've done it, and all those other clubs in the championship who get to have a sunny day in the Premier League, bollocks to that it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't need yeah. it what happens when you get into the Premier League they basically go here you go you're going to get a slightly smaller boat the ocean's going to be rougher and basically what you won't be doing is paddling forward because you'll be too busy trying to bail the water out because there's holes in your canoe you'll be a last time match at day you'll get mercenaries coming in like we have from France who can't get a 
anywhere else. They've never heard of Huddersfield. They don't care. They just and you're stuck with them then for it. Yeah, honestly, just eh, modern football, man. It's, yeah, it's guys, really weird when you're talking some of these other podcasts like you are, where obviously your mid table is a few minutes. Like, oh, push for the playoffs, and people are like, no, we don't want to go. We don't want to get in there. It's weird, man. I'm slightly fixated on the the finances of it because the idea is, oh, you're going to get such a payday. But again, as you say, all of the agents and all the mercenaries come into view and basically you end up as a club selling your soul to try to stay up there. Yes, you'll try and make a fist of it. Yes, you want your club to try to make a fist of it so that you get more money for the next year. What do you do with that? You sell it out a little bit more. We had five years up there and we can point to a two-month period where the, where the kind of where, where it all started to basically unravel, and it's not quite come back right ever since. Much happier now that we are starting to cl- cut our cloth accordingly, and if that means having no or few January transfer windows and instead signing people who turned 18 a couple of days ago from, from the Malian Premier Division, which we just have done, I'll take that. I'll take that as long as the club's still there rather than the boom and bust scenario that we have. And then let them plot it out organically. Let's see what we can do by being clever. You guys didn't throw everything at it. You had your chance and you took that chance. See what I did there. Oh, what have you done? What have you done? <laughs> yeah, but it's like when I watch him from afar, when Chris Wilder came into the office, I just thought, this is a shocking fit. He ain't going to work. And oh. obviously, we, we, when he were down there, I just thought, this is just, but here he is again at Ramla. It's just, there's only football where I just, these bizarre appointments happen. It's in other industries. You just, maybe I'm a bit wrong here, but in other industries, you just don't get these radical appointments. It's just odd. But yeah, your club is just, it always fascinates me because as my friend played down there and it was quite calm in them days. John used to play. Yeah, you know that's Anderson all them days, but they were a proper hardworking team. Then we know real, it wasn't really about throwing money. Then they were really good, and they give a obviously they lost to all in them playoffs when I were there. But it was just like yeah, but then it's gone from that to mercenaries and stuff quickly and bad ownership. And I, I don't know. It's, you it's might weird. find those days are going to have to come back because we can't afford to do it any other way. I don't think. I think we're going to end up with those sort of players again, and hopefully that will bring back a little bit more togetherness. And mm. yeah, because I, I, those. Days are gone, mate. I agree. For sure. I agree. Anyway, Cosy, let's let, let, let's top and tail the foreign mercenaries there and ask about Bojan Radulovic Samakovic. What a fantastic name! We are a big fan of impressive things. names, and as you mentioned him earlier on. First of all, you're going to make a fortune on the shirt sales for that because how many letters in that? It's ridiculous. You haven't seen much of him, but what's the impressions of the guy? You've bought him in from Helsinki, I think it was. Yeah, another one of those that a good YouTube highlight reel. We've been burnt by so many of them. Wait, clubs always do it though, don't they? They go trawling through YouTube and find stuff from about ten years ago against like fourth division Albanian league, and then all of a sudden you think you've signed a player. But to be fair, he seems a good guy. He's not had any instant impact though. To be honest with you, debut was at Manchester City, and and they put a strong team out that day but, but the caretaker manager for the new man didn't really fancy him and he was a sub so I think what do they say when it's not started off really well it's got to adjust to the, uh, the championship football but he's one of those mate he's tall but for a tall guy he wins barely nothing that I've seen as well but he's quite he's got good feet for a big man but at the moment it's yeah no real instant impact to be honest with you, but at least he's fit and available to play unlike Healy so they were our two strikers because honestly we were ruling we had any strikes for two months a bit embarrassing really but to be fair, it's to be still out of the relegation zone with the season we've had. I think we've got to be positive about that. Last week we lost. It was unbelievable finish. We got an, we got an equaliser in the 93rd minute and I'm thinking this is it. We're there. Good point. And then all scored 95th minute with a centre-back which were a bit cut in and then you see Wednesday who, they're like a wasp out there. You whacked them. You think they're dead and then all of a sudden they're still 
buzzing about. And then, yeah, QPR, another one you're thinking they, they lost at Stoke, but then they won on Saturday. So it's getting interesting down there. And, and I think there's still work to do, but Millwall seems to be the free fall team. But we really could do with something on Saturday at your place. But I, I think such an hard game to predict this on Saturday. And Andre Brightonwriter, we are yeah. doing well on the names here and now appointed. What do we know of him? What are we expecting to see from him in the short and then in the longer term? Yeah, I think he's a bit of a brave appointment from the club, to be honest with you, because you know what it's like when when manager calls, you get the same old names mm. on there. Obviously, Eustace went quickly to Blackburn, ex-Exxon. Uh, we were linked with him, but I don't think he really took it, to be honest with you, as well. And there was talk of Michael Duff coming in, but again, names that don't really excite you. So you look at the, the betting list sometimes, not a good uh, measure, really, but the first six or seven names were like, nah, four. Oh. Obviously, a huge gamble because we need to stay up. This guy's had no experience of, never mind uh, the division that we're in or English football, but he's got a really impressive CV, I think. Mm. Probably has six managers in 18 months, a bit of a basket case club at the moment. And I think he's a bit of a, a bit of a good signing for us and that as well. He likes to play the old gig and present counter-attacking football. I think it's important that we get a manager in who's what squad we've got there. So as much as we might want some Martin sexy football and that as well, we ain't got the players for it. As, as back foot line is quite slow. Centre-backs, we've signed a ball-playing centre-back with the rest is like the QE2 turning, not the fastest. So, <laughs> Hi, I'm Stephen Gerrard and you're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Anyway, we will see what will what will potentially happen, but I think we have to come to the part of, of this particular podcast that everybody doesn't look forward to. It's a level of pain that we force people through, and we call it DNSYE, Completely Rubbish Prediction League. No, God, please, no, no! Because he's, he's an old hand at this now. He knows how this is going to go. But just to take a look at the the last game, obviously, was when we did beat Rotherham because, as Cosy said, it, they were so bad. And most clubs were taking offence to that, but you were absolutely right. Trust me, it was like two bald men fighting over a comb. Carl did particularly that. well. That he has moved to the top of the wow. table. He's going to be insufferable, isn't he? He is going to be insufferable on 28 <sighs> points. The 1-1 prediction was only a goal away from getting three points, of course, but stays on 26, as does JP Backgammon FC, but just a point below on 25th. The EFL last week, Matt said, I do pretty well on this, don't I? And he has again, he's got three points. Matt, definitely a star player of the EFL, who Cosy will be representing today, being on the same side as Rotherham. That'll be a comfortable thing for him. Jarvis Cocker Spaniel got two points again. Justin got one point and even Artificial Stupidity got one point. So there you go. So we come to this week and as you will know, last week we had a, a real epic from John and we had a short but sweet aha slash Chuckle Brothers tribute from, from the dog. Here we will see what the dog thinks about all things Huddersfield. It's the mighty Golden Boys versus Huddersfield Town. 
Huddersfield, famous for the birth of Prime Minister Wilson. Wilson! No, not that one. Anyway, let's get on with the Prediction League. Where's that dog? Jarvis! Okay, bud, you know the drill. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was Watford nil. Now, Huddersfield, please, bud. Pick Huddersfield. Wait, get down. Now pick. Right, pick three for Huddersfield. So that's Wat Watford <laughs> nil, Huddersfield three. What? There you go. There's the dog being no more sensible than normal. Wearing real kind of horn-rimmed glasses there. Was that a Harry Wilson reference? Yes, that's got to be another Jarvis reference, isn't it? Jarvis Cocker's horn-rimmed oh, glasses. Of course, yes. The dog predicting yeah. a 3-0 win for uh, for a, a newly revitalised Huddersfield there, Cuzzy. I'm, I'm sure you were, you were quite pleased with that. Now, this time, Mr John Parslow, who is doing well, he's in third place, don't forget, with his backgammon-based dice predictions. He's basically kept a scrapbook of all of those important games involving Watford and the Terriers. Predictions League, and it's Watford versus Huddersfield. And Watford fans are struggling to work out who the real Watford are. So I'll take you down memory lane of games against Huddersfield and let's see whether they can give us some clues. Ah, oh, my first game in 1977. Watford down to nine men, we won 2-0. Good times. And of course, Batakio, 2013. Wonderful goals, we won 4-0. But is that the real Watford? Because in 2014, Beppe Sinino had to walk walk of shame at the end of the season after losing 4-1. That was bad. And, and then 2017, Dini gets sent off. And again, we lose 4-1 to Huddersfield. But luckily, more recent games have been really good. Oh, no. Backman, you idiot. Last year's game. So Watford, good against Huddersfield, bad against Huddersfield. Who are we? Will the real Watford please stand up? The dice are on the pitch, and it's about time we found out who the real Watford are. So please, will the real Watford please stand up? And it's Watford to go first. And that's five minus four is one to Watford. Huddersfield to go. And it's five minus five is zero. So that's Watford one, Huddersfield nil. Get in, boys. <laughs> well, there you I go. totally forgotten that it was the Huddersfield Backman went up for the corner and then got sent off. Yeah, I prefer the dog. Honestly, the effort that goes into these predictions. I know. Oh, it's I know. Seen off of it, mate. Incredible, man. We should just have that on and forget the talking. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. We, we describe our first bit as the bit that people forward wine past. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. There we go. So... We come to, obviously now, the bit where the EFL has to make the prediction. There is, as per previously, scores that you can't go for. You cannot select 1-1. It is his own prediction, and it's leading oh. the way, with the exception of Carlos, who's who's there or thereabouts. You can't pick 3-0 to the Terriers, because Jarvis Cocker has gone for it already. An artificial stupidity has selected 
a barnstormer of a game. This is me going in and basically hitting the random button. Five, three to Watford, it's predicting. Now, there would be a heck of a game. There's a history of high-scoring games at the Vic, but what do you think is going to be, Cozzy? Come Saturday, Watford versus Huddersfield Town. Wow. Honestly, I have absolutely no idea on this. Yeah, might as well get rid of me on this, but could be anything, this. I think Watford will win 2-1. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a, a magical first. Yeah, I think Watford will win 2-1, and then you'll be on your tees back up to the top six where you know that you're not probably going to get but yeah <laughs> but honestly anything I know it's obvious thing to say but I honestly think this game I was a little bet but if I was I wouldn't have a clue where to stick my 1-2RX on this thing we went wandering prior to the last home game with our trusty microphone and we're asking people where they thought we would basically finish and the answers were pretty much between 10th and 14th and a couple of people who said kind of fifth or sixth and those people were immediately tested for illegal alcoholic substances and removed from the ground straight away which is quite the right thing to do so no I think even if we do get a win on Saturday I don't see us I'll be I'll be pleasantly happy if we're in the top 10 I think everybody would be highly delighted that would be a good season with a limited very tight squad but we'll see how that goes so there we've got a prediction for Watford to win 2-1 there Justin we come to you sir you did well to get some points last week but of course everybody mm. around you did the same so you've got to see what you can do yes I see a lot of the predictions that I might have gone for have gone I think 1-0 could be sensible either way to be fair I don't want to say that we're going to lose 1-0 so I'm going to be very boring and go for a 0-0 I'm going to go for a 0 draw yeah I'm sorry it doesn't mean it's going to happen but that's what I'm going for. The good news is I think Mr. Carlos is home. I've just had a message from him to say he's home and he could be here in a couple of minutes so we could get his prediction. We will. We'll get his prediction on here, most certainly. But before we do that, before we, before we finish with that, let's find out. Uh, so, Cosy, last time we spoke to you, you'd just been away or you were just planning to go away to Portugal and if I remember rightly, that was like Porto and Rio Ave, and there was another one. I can't remember where. You yeah, were. that's right, mate. Yeah, you got it. I went to Celta Vigo. Yeah, I went to I went across to Spain and watched uh, Rafa Benitez and chuck his glasses down in the fits. He doesn't change <laughs> much, does he? As he gets older, does he? Him? Yeah. Is Benitez at Vigo now? Yeah, it won't be for long though. They're shocking the fourth bottom, but the team that are third bottom I saw last week and they were bad. Honestly, the three of the worst teams in Spain you've ever seen in bottom three. Won that one again. Yeah, Almeria, obviously Watford, and one, one of the positives that were on them. Both of them are. They were a connection. Was that Granada? Sorry, no, I'm getting mixed up there. They were Granada, weren't they? Granada, yeah. Gabby yeah. 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 Galo, didn't you? That yeah. kind of went from both. Sorry about that. Oh, hold on. Who's at the door there? Oh, Carlos. How are you, sir? Hello there. You all right? Carlos. I was expecting it. Yeah. Nice doorbell. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. I just had it fitted yesterday. Very good. Oh, dear. Yes. Very Noel's house party there, if you don't mind me saying. It was a hangover from Christmas. What can I say? <laughs> How are you, Carlos? You, you you struggled manfully through the traffic and got here just in time to give your prediction, I think. Yes. You have, I haven't wh- even got changed. I'm still in my work gear. <laughs> it's all right. That's well, okay. You better run through what's I, been I think we should. Pieces. I think we should. Cosy has gone 2-1 to Watford. Okay. He's following, the, following what we hope is the clever money. Justin has gone nil-nil on the basis of all optimism what? leaving him. Yeah. But no. Yeah. How, one, look, how likely did we look like scoring against Rotherham until right at the very end? You until we mean? scored, oh, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grumpiest man ever. 1-1 one, one has gone 1-1. One, one. John Matt Gammon has gone 1-0 to Watford. The dog has oh. gone 3-0 to the Terriers. In fairness, going with his own kind. Let's be honest here. There's a whole yeah, there, yeah. there's a whole canine thing going on there, as far as I'm concerned. And random nonsense has gone for five three. What do you think's going to happen? Field worry me a little bit. They're coming into a bit of form. If this was at their place, I would say we'd be banging trouble. 
Who's gone one nil? Did you say Mr. Parsley? Yeah, the dice. Bastard. I'll go... I I wasn't really listening. So I'll go 2-1 Watford, unless that's already gone. It's gone, you dorkhead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I will go... Fuck it then. I'm going to go 1-0 Huddersfield. Bollocks. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. The last last person to get a strop because he couldn't get get a a, a selection was was the Leicester fan, if you remember. Phil, and he went, if you won't let me predict one all... I'll say 2-1 to Leicester then. No. <laughs> there you go. So we have the EFL going for 2-1 Watford. We have Justin going 0-0. We have 1-1 going 1-1, as 1-1 does. And we have Carlos basically getting the arse and going 1-0 to the Terriers. We have John going 1-0 to Watford. We have Jarvis Cocker going pretty fucking mental and going 3-0 to the Terriers. And random nonsense has gone 5-3. Points as ever will be awarded. Marvellous. Carlos, is there anything you'd like to speak to Cozzy about? <laughs> I know you've just sort of walked <laughs> in and it seems a bit very un- nice. It's very nice to see you, Cozzy. Very nice. Good to see you, Carlos. Just, we're just saying deja vu. I've got another new manager and he's one of his first games is Watford, but we're just the, the northern version of the Watford Appreciation Society, having a new manager yeah. every three months. We were always known as a real grounded club and we're just as mad as anyone, really. Just yeah. <laughs> I think anyone now, I honestly think any time it's five games without a win, any manager at Whatever, you're in trouble, are you? Unless you've got I massive credit in the back. The game's gone mad, hasn't it, really? I think it speaks highly of the championship, what it's like at the moment. That desire to get out of the league into the Premier League and the desire to stay in it as well. Look at Sheffield Wednesday. They're banging results together now. Yeah. You guys, I, I, that's going to be a real that's gonna be a real tight uh, thing down the bottom, I think, actually, towards the end. People say, oh, why don't we just go down to League One and regroup? And I'm just thinking, no, oh, just that, don't, that honestly. Don't it's getting harder now. It's, yeah, that League One, mate. Look at Derby, Peterborough. Yeah. There's some, there's some teams in there. Yeah, yeah, Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah it's, it's tough. They're going to really get big league. points and not get up, are there, some of these and stuff? Yeah. It took Wednesday and Sunderland a while to get back, didn't it? And obviously it switched a while as well, but no, they might even do it go up again but it's uh, no honestly I just I'll never get that but go down and regroup that, that's what they said when we left Premier League oh yeah we can think, regroup in the championship okay. that, do you know where that comes from that, that comes from Leicester doing it going down Southampton doing it and going down and then probably teams looking at those clubs and going yeah. that's probably the way to do it but in terms of infrastructure they, they're a little bit above the majority of us so I don't necessarily think it's as easy as people make out no I mean Leeds is a bit interesting because I, th- I think obviously if they don't I, I think if they don't get that second they'll get in plus with the door next season's Leeds team will be totally different they'll have to sell I, loads and I, I don't understand they, that I hope they don't go up I hope Leeds don't go up fast <laughs> you, you and me they're both man but yeah no it's it's <laughs> someone's going to end up with a lot of points how they not get that automatic but then yeah playoffs you just don't know but honestly we got a mural of Jonathan Ogg as well I can't remember if we talked about him last I don't think no, it's been put up at that it, point, but it's, just, no, it's incredible. It's like one that's been done by the club and some like artists as well. So as you in our ground, when you walk on like towards the stadium, just out of the town yeah. centre, there it is. It's just on a I'm big advertising board. I'm going to find it. Now. Go and go and yeah, find you'll it. be able to see it, but it's it's a nice touch really because you don't normally get people staying ten years at a club as well. And you know what, mate. I, 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 I still think he's, he's good to come on off the bench, but he's, he's started so many games, but he's still a big influence at Uddersfield, this guy. Honestly. Oh, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. That's yeah. And I still argue with anyone, and I keep saying this every time I speak to you guys, but anyone who wants to tell me Aguero's was the best moment in football, no, it was not. Or Solskjaer at Bayern Munich, no, it was not. 100% the, the knockout 
the D Og to Dini. They, they, nothing will ever beat that ever. Do not scratch your eyes. And yeah, obviously, well, it's just incredible. The, it, the, the thing is about Hog is people at Watford who probably just know Hog <laughs> from that moment, but yeah. the people who were around knows that, that he gave us two or three years of really good good service. And the only reason he left the club was because he needed to move back north for, to oh, be with his yeah. family, and he, he put in a stint. So it's lovely that Jonathan Hogg has that capturing, that literally the kind of the penultimate moment in what is an absolutely iconic footballing moment and association to us. As you say, he's been with you guys now 10 years, and yet he is still pretty iconic yeah. at Watford for somebody who didn't play that long, but but certainly ha- had a great yeah. moment. What so. was he even doing there, though? There, because he never gets the eye up pitch for us. He was just, it, what were he doing there? It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. A mad though. moment is what oh. it was. I've just seen it. It's well, that, the Mural Co. that's done it. It looks really good. It looks, looks really good. good. Yeah, yeah, it's general good. with it. Yeah, it looks really good, that. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah. no, it's good. It's, they, they should be, when you go to Germany and, and stuff, that kind of stuff's all over the place. And even when I went in Spain on Raya Vallecano, there were like murals everywhere. I just think it looks really good. And as much as it pains me, say Leeds have got a lot of them over the city as well I just think a lot of the times you go to these towns and cities why would you go let's be fair why would you come to Huddersfield you won't come for much so football's massively part of the place so it should be decorated in that it does does my head in that that's the biggest thing for me from Germany and, and, and England maybe for reasons probably right but when you go to a football match in Germany you, it's like you own the city you can go in no matter how drunk you are they welcome you they let you in it's one big party from the morning till the, till the closing time I actually went to Cologne the other week just incredible the trams were this was like midnight. It wouldn't event when you come to these towns and cities. It's like after six o'clock in us, you're like, you go to some bars. I don't know, you can't come in with that. And it's just, it does me head in. And it's then maybe this for good reason because a lot of British football fans don't know when. I don't know, just Germany just does it right. It's incredible. It's just, you just join in a big party every game you go, even like two nondescript teams. It's just brilliant. But yeah, down on the Vic on Saturday, looking forward to it. And £25 in, which is well appreciated, isn't it? Because some of these, some of these admission fees. Are you, down, are you down, Cozzy? Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go on Saturday, see our new manager, see how he gets on it. Cool. And see how it does. Ozzy, it's, yep. it's been lovely to speak to you again. Thank you very much for coming yep. on. Do not scratch your eyes. We'll yes. keep up with you on Saturday, and I reckon we'll be doing this again next season. I don't think any of us are. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, let's, let's hope so. So hopefully we'll catch up with you next season. Cosy, thank you very much yes, for coming guys. on. Do not scratch your eyes. Yeah, later. Come on, Cosy. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.